0: uh, We began uh, last week our discussion of copies here in Dirayamim, which we're going to need a couple of weeks for before we get back to Malachim. Remember, at the last couple of years it's been running parallel and often it's quoted by Hashem over here. There's just too much information to skip over. So there, there's a pile in front next to the Peli Yates, There's one and Kulin on Vavama Bayes, which you don't have a copy of, I'm just going to quote, which is very powerful in terms of the far-reaching Hashkafa. The contrasts Cheskiyah Melech with the great tzaddikim of Huda that preceded him. (coughs) For instance, Asa Yashafat. And last week we saw that the pesukim credit Cheskiyah Melech with finally getting rid of the backyard back deck barbecues, which, said that facetiously, they looked at as just an old uh, barbecue set that their grandfathers, great-grandfathers, great-great-grandfathers had, and it's not doing any harm, and they were haylug at a point, this is the good news, and why destroy them? And Cheskio did just that, because many were using them for varzar, many were using them for shchutei which they felt was not a huge problem, because their great-grandfathers did it, now it's a, it's a curse then it wasn't. And it was a constant either Mishul or potential mirshul. So he finally got rid of them. We're waiting many, many decades for that. So the Gemara says, Efshir ba'asa La'bira. also, tremendous Sadiq got rid of the Everazar from not all of Eretz own because he didn't control the SSH Shvatma, certainly from Yehuda and Benyamin. And yet he left these here on the back deck. Bah Shafat Valoy Bira yoshafot came, didn't get rid of them either. Both these kings knew they existed. Azar also Biram he says they got rid of everything. Had they missed this? It's a pretty strong question. It's the Gamar Pulan asking this Sha'ilah and the Gemara says, Yesid which has all the Rayas too Elamakam Henikhiloi Avaisov Lihis Gadirboy. This is often misquoted, misunderstood. Makam meaning shamayim, left a place, left a makam, left an opportunity for chizkio to be mezgader boy. What does mezgader boy mean? geder that he's going to make a mark on Yiddish life, on Klal Yisrael, and since he was great and sort of because Baruch wanted to give him the schus. So it sounds like you read this gemara too quickly which is not a good idea for any gemara. It sounds like also really wanted to get to it and you know, Shemayim they didn't either let him focus on it or give him the opportunity almost like slipped his mind and the same thing for Shafa. both uh, from the greatest Sadiqim and Malchus Beis David and you think of Malchus Beis David you have David Shlama. Shlomo Asa, Yav Shafat, Chizkiyot, Yav Shiyo, Tzidkyo, that, that's basically the list. Uh, if I miss, Rehovim was a good person but wasn't uh, wasn't up there. So, how do you miss something like this? It was a constant source of tremendous mission. We're talking about Chiv uh, khiv so this is not a small thing. As you say, not everybody was doing it and the people just looked at it in their backyard and looked upon it with nostalgia. And uh, Remember that there was a messerah in the family that somebody used to bring a carpet in the backyard. But that was uh, perhaps a minority, and even if it was a strong minority just doing it, just get rid of them. It sounds like it was more than a minority. So like Amara says, there's a concept in history that once in a while there are great tzaddikim who have campaigns, and they're going to miss something or not get to it, even if it's on their mind, because Malkam and Ichu to their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren to make a tikkun. So what does that mean? It certainly doesn't mean that they willfully left it out and they said, "You know what? I- I'd like to finish this campaign, but having a grandson, let him do something." That's re- impossible, because if we're talking about a mechshol. If they knew about it, they would attend to it. So must mean that in Shemayim so to speak, HaKash Baruch Hu sees to it that not everything gets done. But if you have a tzaddik who could do it, who wants to do it, who would want to do it, so why not? Chizkiyahu HaMelech is not looking for PR. He's not looking for a Mokom that he can make his mark and go down history. He finally got rid of the bummus, which is what happens here. He's not looking. If you'd ask him, he'd say, please let my grandfather do it, or let my great-grandfather do it. Um, let, would be have been better for Klay Yisrael? So I'd have been fixed up. So what's the shot? So, Many mafarishim have discussed it. I think the um, bottom line is that the lesson here being taught is that no one person, as great as he is, can fix up everything. And life is relatively short, and there's a lot to do. And you can't solve all the world's problems. This is the essay David. You think that's pushing, right? You've noticed no. that. I did. What? Davon didn't have the problem yet because the problem the Isser started again when they built the Beis HaMittish Davon HaMelech didn't build Davon time was still Mutter so Shalom HaMelech made a grand announcement you can be sure of, that in the opening day okay we waited many 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 centuries for this point in time I'm building the Beis HaMittish it's done first day of Chanukah is a Hanukkah story and um, from here on in it's also to bring any carbonus in your backyard I'm sure there are some who listened, some who said, (laughs) my grandfather, my father's a very great man, he just bought it last week. Just the problem they've been dealing with. You'd say, okay, old habits die hard. How long does it take? Well, we're we're many, many, many years later. And believe it or not, Chizgiyo is not only going to have trouble from this and have misnagdim, making a decision in life, leadership, even if it's in your own house, means that you're going to make decisions that not everybody likes, because everybody has their own agenda, such as life, and everybody has their own feelings, and, uh, you know, don't ruffle my feathers, I, I didn't, but that's tough, you got to make decisions, so you made decisions, and you're going to see soon, in the next month or so, month or two, when Rav Shoke and other renegade didn't come back to rebel or help the enemy, they're going to use it, it's it's almost hard to believe. You've got to read the Pesach twice and use this as part of the Tainas. A is not here for your interests. He's not serving your interests. He's not a good king. Haray got rid of your barbecues. Got rid of your mezbah, A nah, Now, that's really ridiculous, but you're going to use it for political uh, fodder, if you'll call it. Yes. It wasn't really, yes. The answer is yes, they had, and there were, there were other issues. Look, there so as a the as we speak, are going into Gullus because they didn't fix up the Abodah and Klai well will also go into Gullus because they didn't completely fix it up. This, even by the more firm elements, Tainid, that we're not doing Abodah and what are you getting rid of it, and it's at least an old pair of tzitzis or an old pair of tefillin, and you gotta, like, carefully put in the shame. Chizkiyot okay, came, sent his army, and he destroyed it. He wanted to make a point. And some people didn't like that. So um, there, are, there are many things that Chiskeo stands out of kings, which is why we have to do this so carefully. That certain decisions, even many Chachamim didn't like because they thought it was too cutting edge. This is not one of them. This was a double Allah he had to do. But he goes down history as a Sadiq Elam because he had to make uh, decisions, and somebody had to make decisions. And we'll see. It's a Mishnahim Psacham. They did six things, three of them were more pushed than the other three, which we will uh, get to. And here we have a Gemara that's pointing out that the concept, makam heni'chal is b'ay. So that doesn't mean if you have something you, you think you should do and you can do, and you should be doing now, that you should leave it to some other generation. That's not the point of the Gemara. That's often the misquote. It means that you try your best and do everything you can do, and understand, don't get down, Don't get depressed that you had these ideas and these campaigns, and only 26% of the things you wanted to do got done, that's this Gemar, that sometimes HaKosh Baruch for many different reasons, will say that Klay is not Zalcha, and maybe you're not Zalcha, maybe it's not the time yet, or maybe all those things, plus the fact is a tzaddik in the later generation, and don't worry, he's going to take care of it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't take care of it, but you've got to leave something for somebody else. There's plenty to do. And I think the, one of the many lessons is that you have to try your best and you can't worry about what you accomplish. You have to worry about what you're trying to do, which is what we talked about yesterday at Shal Shudas. That Beis HaShemunam was completely wiped out. And you look at the results of Hanukkah on paper, it says, well, something looks very, very strange. The family that saved Klay Yisrael, there's not one descendant. The answer is in Shemayim, in the long view of history, they got Elam Haba, and they're credited with saving Kla Yisrael. The fact that they went such a high madrega that when they did something which wasn't even a lav of taking the malchus, lo yasa not a lav derisa, it's against the Savav Yaakovina, which is serious, but it didn't make it to the Minyan Amitzus. And they were still punished. But in Hakosh Baruchu's long view of history, the scorecard in Shemayim is the only thing that counts. And what happens down here in terms of Tzadik Ra'ala, Roshav HaTavloi, and the kapers that Tzadikim need, and the absolute disaster that in our eyes looks like what they accomplished, they were all wiped out. Yeah, and that is a disaster, but that's a disaster by Elam HaZen. Olam HaBa, they got the full faith and credit of the great, uh, I don't want to call it government in Shemayim, but to borrow the expression, uh, the schar is here, and it's here, li'elam va'ed, is so we often look at what we do in our attempts and we say yeah we're not really accomplishing the eights famous tool by the way is to get us down that we're not really accomplishing that's the eights Sahara's most powerful ammunition Is so that we stop trying so hard you can't look at what the facts on the ground what we're actually doing in terms of a barometer of what we're accomplishing it doesn't always measure up to the reality Chavez made a famous remark he said when he was younger he was going to try to change the whole world and then when he got smarter he's going to just changed Poland, and then he was just going to change the general district, and then maybe just rotten. And then, toward the end of his life, he said, you know what, I'm going to work on myself. And he said that in all humility. But the irony, of course, is is that by the end of his life, he was working on himself, and he changed the world. So, Aaron Leibstein did the same thing. That's the uh, we have to learn that lesson, and I think that's part of this Gemara is that there is a kanta makom enichil is boy and it's to answer a kasha, that how can you in this generation think of this brilliant idea? Well, if your predecessors didn't think of it, and this leader from 100 years ago didn't think of it, and he didn't think of it 200 years ago, so it's obviously wrong. So sometimes it is wrong because of that time, and sometimes he thought of it, and he tried, it didn't work, and you gotta try. So that's the balance of this often misunderstood and misquoted gemara. And with that, we will go to the Pesukim and divrei in front of you to try to understand the backdrop of what Chizkyo was up against. Keep in mind, Chizkyo accomplished so much that uh, he was one of the uh, tzaddikim who, I think, can be credited with turning a chilek of claysol around to avert a churban. Their sons the shvatim are in the process of going into Golis. The time, in terms of Klay existence, existential existence, didn't look uh, too positive, and the backdrop was that people were just depressed and very not optimistic about the ability to go further. The Esses Hashvatim was completely falling apart. at this time reaches out to the Esses Hashvatim, to the credit of Oshea, who is the Melech of the Esses Hashvatim, At the beginning of his reign, before the capital fell and actually started going into Golis, at least in the second phase, he reached out to them and he said, maybe send people and let's advertise for the next Pesach we're going to do. We're going to make a grand Pesach. He's going to come to Yishalayim. going to be Gavaldik. This has uh, not been tried since Yerav Menovot. This is really history in the making. He's asking them to come to Yishalayim and come for Pesach, come a Lila Regal. And until Hoshea, there have been armed guards. The army was stationed on Kvish Aleph that nobody was allowed to go and very few people escaped and smuggled themselves through. There were people, but not many. And to Hosea's credit, even though he's an Ovidav himself, but he realizes partly for... I'm assuming the Pintali is, some firm reasons, and partly because he saw the writing on the wall anyway, and the argolem that he had been still worshipping and that Yorba Menavut set up, and that the icons of the Assasuer were carried into Golos already. So that's pretty... Uh, you want to talk about dampening enthusiasm. Like, that. what are you kidding? You're not going to let people go to Yerushalayim? You don't even have an alternative temple. So... Because of all these reasons, and Chizkiyo's strong personality in a positive way, he will convince many to come. Not enough. That's the problem. Not enough will come, and this will seal the fate of the Esar Seshvatim. So I'm trying to show you their concurrent, uh, as, as always, in Malachem Bey's concurrent uh, themes going on, and what's happening in Esar Seshvatim. Many who are afraid is uh, going to happen there as well, and all indicators look like it, because... Sancher Melech Asher will move on Yehuda and surround lime after he finishes the day of So if you lived then, it didn't look very promising. We have the wonderful 2020 hindsight in the year 2017 Limitsparam to know, what are you worried about? Chaisal is still going to be here. We're still sitting here. Muncie, New York. The answer is, that's wonderful 2020 hindsight after Achorben, Saras by Achorben by by Bayasheni, Inquisitions, Pogroms, and Holocaust. And yeah, that's so easy for us to say. Uh, just have to put yourself in the matzov over here and understand what kind of pressure Chizkiyo was under. And if you remember, his father, Ochaz already caved in, out of, mostly out of depression. He was not a good guy, but he wasn't the worst of them. And, and Chizkiyo Amelach uh, bounces back. I think I mentioned last week, uh, one credit that we have to give Ochaz. he apparently gave him a good education, a good cheder in yeshiva education, because there's no way, he wasn't a bal tshuva, Yeshio will start from scratch. That's uh, a separate schmooze when we get there. Chizkiyo hits the ground running and he starts right away to the uh, shock, pleasant surprise of the tzaddikim. He starts making huge changes right away and his father was a Russian Musha and had closed all the Batimidrashim and the Beis Amitish. He said, turn all that around, knowing and when I say hit the ground running, he knew that this is what he has to do. So apparently he had an education with the credit of, of Achaz. With that, let's go to the Sukim and Diverayamim, and you'll have an idea what's going to transpire. Start with Perichav Test Pasik Aleph. Diverayamim Beis, which doesn't exist in our Messiah. It's one Diverayamim, all these prokim and chilukim and divisions were often made to debate the Church. And uh, Church found it difficult to debate us if they couldn't quote chapter and verse. So, what we call Dir Eyem Ebeiz, Perichav Malach, Ben, esrin and Shana, quite young. Vesem, Vitesha, Shana, Malabi, Shalayim, Baruch Hashem. That's a long reign, all things considered. He wasn't very young when he was Nifter. Amisha mentions in a Chuv when he talks about naming people after people who died young, Leilenu. So, Amisha has an interesting comment. He says, Yes, there is such a minig not to use names that have bad mazel attached to it, but you have to define young. Uh, coming from a Gadol who was born and raised in Europe, that's an important comment. Because Baruch Hashem was Eichhut today. We had a Gadol be Yisrael, just a nifter at 104, 103. As I mentioned last week, nobody really knows the age exactly if you were born in Europe, but somewhere around there. And uh, Baruch Hashem, people are living longer. With that said, uh, there were people who lived to ripe old ages in the olden times also, the Gemara and Gittin, the Suge and Gittin, when it talks about a guy sent a get from Khuslaretz, and you don't know whether he's still alive, because the get could take a year to get here. You can't give a get if the guy's not alive. You say, well, you don't need a get if the guy's not alive. Yes, but they're enough communes. So the Gemara talks about, it's a, David, uh, this is your favorite Suge, no? This mamish, like, you live this every day. If you're an actuary, you will the your first before you go to school, or at least in school. Um, it talks about the famous klal, Kivin Shehiflig, Hiflig. I'm sure at uh, Prudential, wherever you uh, work. Where do you work? Uh, not Prudential? Well, any Prudential-like company, they must spend most of the day on Kievan Shehiflig, Hiflig. Kivan Shehiflig, Hiflig is the a svar that, well, once he's very old, then there's a chazaka he's probably still alive. So, what does that mean? Well, go to actuary school and you'll find out. But there is such a svara. No, there is such a swara? You've talked about such a... Once he's already in his 90s, there's uh, more of a chance. There's not a chance, if, it's, if you reach age 90, your chances of living are longer than if you started at zero. Right. And so you'll live to age 95 and say, right. 5, so it's less of a chance. Right, okay. Once you lived there, you have more of a chance. Right, right. So that's, the Gemara says, keep it, share, hifflig, hifflig, and um, whatever the mathematical, I'm um, going to go too heavy on the math. We already had a long drush on it uh, the Shabbos, but... There is such a concept, and they had it in the olden days also. With that said, they were bringing down the national average was, unfortunately, in the olden days, a lot of... Uh, I can't say early, everything is predetermined, but a lot of people who were dying, uh, what looks like, relatively young, because of diseases that they didn't have, simple a cold adults and pneumonia, without the uh, penicillin. There was a lot to contend with, and uh, uh, often infants um, were in difficult situations, and they couldn't, uh, couldn't deal with it. So, Ramosha throws out the question, he says, before you talk about what's considered good mazel or bad mazel, you have to define uh, what's considered young. And he points out that there were many tzaddikim who were nifter here in their uh, 50s, and um, that wasn't considered in the time of the Navi necessarily young. Today it's considered young. So Amosha says, well, that doesn't mean the fact that people are growing older, that that's considered necessarily a bad mazel. And that's important. These has come up all the time. I get that every time somebody's about to have a baby, they come with all these Lisha about naming after people and uh, hybrid names and adding names. And, but you, first you have to define. Ramosha challenges the uh, misconception that that is considered necessarily a bad mazel. Not for today's sugya. Just pointing that out. Cheskyo lives a full life. He almost dies 15 years earlier. The English, which we will get to, and that would have been much younger. But my Shuva talks about Cheskel and talks about uh, Shmuel has a list of uh, who's who of Tzadikim Pasuk, let's finish. mentions his name as it often mentions her name as it often does. But here she has a singular chus If you recall, she's the one who smeared him with salamander oil and other uh, fireproofing to save him from Achaz's idea of bringing his kids to Miloch and having them either burnt or killed. So he had a number of uh, near, very close calls with death before it even got off the ground. So she was a good Jewish mother, and uh, she's probably a bigger tzaddikess than Achaz was, a tzaddik, which might not be hard to do. We don't know much about her, but she did save him. Again, a tremendous haskama we don't see often in the psukim. Who, right away, first thing he set out to do was to undo the damage that his father did. The besemitish was in disrepair and the doors were closed because has closed them. Because he was trying to shut down Clai's because He didn't believe Clay's would exist much longer. So he just gave up. And he calls a convention of sorts, calls together all the Kainim and Leviyim. He gathers them and he gives them a very fiery schmooz. Pasikhe, Vayamalahem, Shemauniya Laviyim Atah Hiskachu Vakachu as It's the shape of Levi here. It includes Kainim and Leviim. Be Bimetar yourself and clean up the Beis Amikdush, very apropos for Hanukkah. Nothing's a coincidence. is and get out all the Tumah that refers to the Avodah who was the the were sitting inside the Beis HaMikdash. And Avasenu is not just an expression, pretty close to home. It's his father also. They turn their neck and they turn their back on the Aveda and we have to fix it up. Page two. Isn't this, uh, I didn't plan this for Hanukkah. He not only closed the door, he shut down the Aveda. He turned off the Meneira, stopped bringing Carbonus. We think it's only, well, Chanukah the Mehmedes uh, and the Greeks. This was an internal job, unfortunately. Tarius Loik Tiru, Va'aila next page, Vakaydish Loke Yisrael. Viketzev Hashemayudu Shalayim, Vietnam, Mizavo, Lashama, Shama Kashir Atem, Rayim Benechem. And we're being uh, dismantled, and if we don't turn this around, we're going to be destroyed. If we don't fix this up, they already had a fair amount of losses in battle, just from the general area. This is before Malachash is going to come with the full force of the army. They've already had skirmishes with the neighbors, and they've had already casualties, deaths and captives. Banenu, Benasena, Rasheu, Beshri, Al Zois. So he was pulling no punches. He says, you want to know why we're losing, why we lost? We lost territory. We lost men, women, and children. It's because we closed down the Aveda and we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And if you want to fix this up, we have to start the Aveda again and really be Mason Efesh, and then Hashem hopefully will erase the up, and He will have Rachmim HaKle Yisrael. Banai ata al tishalom. He's talking to levim and the kainim. He's not that old himself, banai, but he's saying it's lush and endearment. He says, "Yeah, you're uh, you're part of the kingdom, and uh, you're the officers of the kingdom. Not part of the army, the levim and the kainim. But uh, we need you to win this war." Sort of like a mila, Hashem is that we have to pull this together very quickly because there's not much left. Go to page 4. Top Hasuk, I penned in one word to save paper. That's the key word, Pissam. Pism means immediate. They were shocked, pleasantly surprised, that there was a new young king, the son of the former king who was a Russia who did all this damage, and right away he starts moving things along, is holding a rally, a pep talk, and he's giving them a royal decree that they have to get to work right away, and open this up and get the Aveda going. Interesting story of Hanukkah, the victory was Ayde the Levim, the Kainim uh, who were in charge of the Aveda. he's He's from Yehuda, but he's charging them with getting this done. Aleph. I'll call Yisrael of Yehuda. Bold step number two. I warned you about this. And I say warned in a positive way, just so you shouldn't be amazed. How would he have the audacity to even try this? He's now going to send letters and shlichim all over Klay That means i them. And very strongly sending out a message of Invitation, welcoming. This is a political time bomb, keep in mind. Because they were at war on and off, had a cold peace for a long time now, and they were rival kingdoms. He's sending a message, come to Yushalayim. And he had to send two messages in the same letter, maybe one was Baal Pez. I'm not interested in taking over the Shosh whatever's left of it. I'm not interested in expanding my kingdom. I'm not interested in blending you with my kingdom. Come for Pesach. I promise you you'll go home. Now, many of them would be very savage to come Probably didn't go home. There's nothing much to go home to, and they realized that the Aveda was there. But he tried to make it as clear as possible this is not a political move. That's a very hard message to sell. Because Lamaisa, this is Yehuda, the whole point of their Sarasashvatim, everything they misunderstood from Yoruba onward was that we're a rival kingdom, we have our own temples and this is Yoram Benavot's great mistake, which destroyed everything. And that is, it's not just a punishment for Shlomo and for we're going to separate for now and then go back. They were supposed to do that, and they didn't go back. And because of gaivah and the competitive nature of man, they said, no, 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 if we're separate, then we've got to have our own operation, our own temples, our own gods, our own golden calves, and we're not coming back, and we're offering anybody from even trying to come back. And now he's trying to undo all that. He said, no, 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 come, we're all one nation. And you got to come do the Aveda and you're part of Klai so you're just as Jewish as we are, and just come and don't worry, no politics, not talking about no uh, unity discussions, and after Yisrael you you can do whatever you want. And most people, you can imagine, the shlichim he's going to send out who a very brave uh, to enlist in this uh, diplomatic mission took a lot of guts, because you're going to enemy territory, quote-unquote, and you're going to start saying a message and be very unpopular and on a good day they're going to laugh at you and ridicule which is exactly what's going to happen to most of them. Yes? Some of them were but there was still the very beginning of the reign the uh, capital Shema didn't fall yet. Oshea was still king. So again to the massive credit of Oshea he allowed them to come and he didn't have them arrested and he even made an announcement you could all go. His mistake was he didn't push them to go, which is why it sealed the fate of those asherutim. This is this took him. If you wouldn't know the background, would be okay, very nice. This is a unfortunately a turning point, and the Assessor Shvatim will be destroyed because they didn't take the calling in a strong enough way. There were, it was a trickle. Yes. No, he understood that this was pushy, just beforehand. Again, uh, we start off today's shear with the Gemara. Why didn't Asa try this? Why didn't Yashofa try this? They were big sadikim. First of all, Yahshua had joint uh, campaigns. That was actually to his detriment because they were willing to listen then. They were shaman and had a potential negative effect. Uh, Kir was always a very, you gotta be careful. You gotta know your position, you gotta know their position. Chizkio understood correctly that everything was falling apart. There, part of them had gone to the already, and they and the Al-Galam were gone. The temples weren't their temples. The Avodasar temples weren't functioning. He realized if I don't try this now, there's going to be nothing left. And now you had some people who were willing to listen because they realized that the whole sales pitch they had been bought since Yom was not true. And he was very, very right on the understanding the psychology and the mood of the Yisrael Seshvatim and understanding that the Yidin, there's a pint of the Yid, and they realized that what Azar had put their faith in was, was not there. It wasn't just uh, corrupted. It didn't exist. And if he's going to get them back, now's the time. And he will succeed to a degree. But not enough for the Yisrael Seshvatim. That's the problem. So he's going to invite them. Let's just read the invitation and we'll go to the Pele. I'll call Special invitation. Why is that separate? Because Ephraim and Asha was the seat of the kingdom that was the capital, and they were the most proud, fiercely proud, independent, and stubborn Shvatim, leading their sons to Shvatim. And the Mefreshim say that he had to send a separate letter to them. That's why it says they got Igris, the first ones got Shlichim. The Igeris, the separate letter probably said that I'm sending this with the shlichim, but to you, I'm writing a letter, there's no political overtone over here, I'm not trying to destroy your kingdom, and I'm not interested in taking over. That had to be sent to Ephraim, because that's Hosea, and he had to send that message. Pesach is coming, I want this to be the first Pesach that all of Yisrael is celebrating for a long, long time. They always had Pesach, but this is the first time he hoped more people were going to participate and he just became king, as the Pesach said before, and he wants to make Pesach this year. We want the committee over here. We would say, yeah, great idea. Let's have a committee, and then the first meeting, we'll have a committee to appoint who's going to be on the next committee, and then after that, we'll appoint the third committee, and we'll aim for Pesach two years from now. That would have been optimistic. He didn't appoint any committees. The might love having a king, as I mentioned many times, democracy is great if you're from and you live in America. Uh, we are have the full advantage of they leave us alone, we can do whatever we want. That's Gavaldic. Democracy doesn't really get anything done. Every time they do something, it's undone by the next president. You can't really get anything done, which is, again, safer for Jews who are from. For Jews who are not from, it's a disaster, because you can do whatever you want. The purpose of a Melech Tzadik is to enforce halacha, as they uh, use a very not nice expression in Eretz Yisrael, That's now a, uh, a dirty word in Eretz Yisrael. It's uh, the purpose of a king is to take the Pintel and force the issue. I don't know when that works and where that works, so Khiskel's doing it, and Yoshofer didn't try it, he didn't think it would work. Now he's doing it. And in a very nice way, he's inviting them to Shalayim. He doesn't say, let's discuss it maybe next year. He just became king. And they're very short of time, very short, so short that he's going to have to push off Pesach to Chodesh Hashemi. Now, uh, when Yerubim and Minovah did that, when he became king, he... Pushed off Sukkah to The problem is, there is no Sukkot Shani, it's only a Pesach Shani. He did it because he wanted to show that we're not Yehuda. What? He what? He wanted to make, own own wanted to make a different religion, which is, yeah, but he did. And he said, well, I'm not going to Pesach Mikdash, I can lose my job, my prestige, and my head, which maybe was true because he was a Rabbi Machis, but that uh, Hashem didn't. Uh, Wanted to get killed, but in his gaiva, he got nervous, and uh, he said, we're not going, and if we're not going, we've got to have something else. He built his own temple, and he made his own yantiv. Cheskio is on our side, and he just said, we're short of time. This is going to get complicated, and we'll discuss that in the coming weeks. But he's doing this, when I say hit the ground running, he's doing this as soon as he became king, so that's why he uses the word pisam hayadavar This just started, and like, uh, things are moving very quickly, Baruch Hashem. Yes he's doing a hundred things at once and they're all very positive we'll see what develops let's go to the pellayets Yes, because it's all about b'farish Pussy You don't need the navi. He had the navi's. He uh, bagged it. He didn't need a. He didn't need a for this yet. The next thing is going to get complicated about the pesach sheni. But that's uh, again not a coincidence. We're still in the middle of bocher on page Ayan, which means the younger you are and the more kayak you have. The more you have to try to get things done. The earlier the better. Don't wait for committees. And that's the theme of the Palliades here. The godless is is that uh, if you have this feeling of responsibility weighing on your shoulders, which you should, it's an acquired feeling. Uh, many New Yorkers, I don't blame this on New York, it's just a big city thing. It's like, don't get involved, not my problem. And uh, I remember, it left a ratio on me. I remember I was in uh, Bar Park. Bar Park's part of the big city. And I know, must have been, I don't know, 13, 14 years old. I remember I was uh, walking down the street and somebody across the street, Gaita, um, was getting beaten up by a male fellow who probably was her friend until a minute ago. Broad daylight. So the good thing for her is she was in Bar Park. I had been in Manhattan, we wouldn't, and, but people were driving by first, like, you know, mind their own business. And then one very high misha guy, started honking his horn and uh, making a ruckus to save her life, which was a big kiddush Hashem. I, I'm not saying, I don't know when to get involved, when not, and, uh, you know, we live in a dangerous, uh, uh, not Muncie, but it could get dangerous. The assumption that uh, nothing is Maya Hrayis is a very, the bigger the city is, the more there are just so many people, like, um, it's, I, I can't worry about everybody, there are uh, three million people over here. So that's, a, um, that's a mindset which sometimes is correct and often is, is not correct. For Klai Yisrael, whether you live with them or they're in a different city or in a different country, all of Klai Yisrael, Klai Yisrael we have a collective responsibility. And the bigger you are, the more you feel that responsibility. And then, Baruch Hashem, even if you're getting slightly older, it doesn't affect your enthusiasm. Uh, we mentioned the Varon Leib, we said a has, uh, but it was Hanukkah the night after the levaya. But uh, more has to be said. And the the Akhreis he had, the reason you could be 102, 103, and still uh, seeing people all day and learning and my best is because uh, old age is a function of old age and also a function of whether you feel now I kick off my shoes because I'm 62 and eligible for retirement and I can enjoy myself. And the fact that uh, people need help is not my problem. Uh, there's an understanding that uh, why you know I worked already. Like, what do I have? Uh, and he started even a bigger at the age 98. And you Yivaldim Echaim Echaim. When I was in uh, this past week in uh, Philadelphia, I I spent a long time at the yeshiva with uh, Rav Shmuel, and uh, he we we stopped in the middle to go to his house to do alloko him the reddit and myself. And it was uh, he walked up his steps, ran up his steps quicker than I could keep up with him, and he's at least two or three years older than me least so where does that come from well it comes from uh, first of all in the physical sense there, he's well known him and the Rebbe for eating right just one thing uh, while we're in Sufkanah mode, mode uh, you could know, be able to the minute with one maybe even a half I think each one has seven kazasim. so um, one is you gotta, you gotta eat right and the other one is that you have no time to rest it's an achraya for and you have no time to rest. And you have to get that across to your children, and you tell me them, of course, the first Talmud comes running up to me when I got to the yeshiva, David is your grandson, the first, like he came, uh, there was a second behind him, and he was the first to come and uh, reintroduce himself <laughs> and uh, bring me in and uh, you know, get, get, uh, get everything settled. And uh, he just understand what ignoring old age is all about. <laughs> that is, you, there's too much to do. So yeah, it's here suggesting if you start doing that when you're young, you can really accomplish a lot, because it's all about understanding what you can accomplish, and an achrayis to say that this is not, uh, not my, uh, my personal prerogative for vacations or retirements or uh, anything like that. I have an achrayis to uh, do a lot for myself and for Claius Yisrael. The bottom line of page I, am we'll just do another couple of minutes, I'll afim lanas on leh merishisa, kadas, malasas, midayim midayayim. Even if you didn't understand this when you were very young, top line, it's never too late, and you have to gird your loins, as they always translate. Nobody ever knows what that means. I think he's going to do it, but it means you have got to press the agenda. And the fact that you might feel tired, or you feel you're older, or you feel that you missed an opportunity. There is no such thing in Yiddishkeit, and of Hashem and always be in chuva mode. Now chuva mode is not morbid. Chuva mode means trying to raise the bar to see where you can fix things up and where you can accomplish more, and how you can use your krejas to accomplish more. Kain, his gadol because when it comes time, that time comes and doesn't give any covet to anybody. Shamhufila, shanam harbay lielam la. And whatever you can do today, if you push it off to tomorrow, or you shirk your responsibility, this day and this opportunity is not coming back. And perhaps the opportunity today will not present itself tomorrow. And take one day and one hour at a time. Don't worry about that you think you can or can't accomplish because the task is too daunting. Again, that's what we started to share with. The fact that uh, this great person didn't accomplish doesn't mean you can't try. Maybe, And every hour, every day, every opportunity counts. And the fact that you haven't done it until now doesn't mean you shouldn't be starting now. We'll continue next week.